Welcome to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise. Welcome back to Behind the Clipboard podcast and we have a very special guest in the green room today. Give it up for Cassie Silva. Whoop, whoop. Woohoo. <laughs> Hello. See, I feel like I'm a bit nervous actually because she's been in media for eons and, you know, I know you're much better at this than I am. So no. Yes, you are. No, it's, it's a lovely <laughs> compliment though. Um, so, Cass, we, 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 we wanted to bring you in to talk about um, video editing because you do that with Silver Linings Co. Um, but I know you've got a myriad of other things, um, fingers in other pies in the event space. So tell us a bit about yourself to begin with and then we'll get into the nitty gritty about what we want to talk about and a bit about you, what you want to talk about. Awesome. How long have we got? You want to give you a full, <laughs> full background? Yeah, you've got 20 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Um, well, look, yeah, I've been in the media industry for about, Ooh, 12 years now, starting at Today Tonight for about eight years. So little junior reporter at 21 and then I've just been addicted to television and videos ever since. So I left Today Tonight in uh, 2017 and then got into factual television. So true crime TV series and things like that, producing those. Ooh. So that was awesome. I didn't know that. Headed over to no. the US and did um, oh. a true crime series and it was in all those really eerie places in America, like West Virginia and like it was <laughs> it was dark. So yeah. um, and I watch all of those. That's yeah, really I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a little bit, um, it was weird. Like you're interviewing people who have gone through, it was abductions. So they've survived abductions. Mm. And so I'm sitting in their, um, in their living room for about three hours doing these interviews with each of them. And there was mm. about 10 episodes we had to shoot in 14 days and then drive to the next spot. So it was such an eye opener. But I love, you know, storytelling. And that's what we'll probably talk about, I think, more today. Um, and then I stopped doing that and I thought, I want to do this for myself rather than other people hiring me to produce their content. So um, Silver Lining Co. had been around for a while, but mainly just MC work and copywriting. And then I thought, well, today, tonight was all that storytelling um, and I didn't have as much creative control. And then Factual TV was the same storytelling. Let's do it myself. So Silver Lining Co. Um, launched full time only about 18 months ago as a long-form storytelling um, production house. Mm -hmm. So we do TV commercials, um, event videography, but mainly brand videos and, and long-form stories um, and a bit of bite-sized social media content. Um, but I just love, yeah, interviewing people still, everything from the music to the colour grading, all of it can just completely change the story. So yeah, that's, that's my little passion now. So that's fascinating. So how did you... How did you make the decision to go from in front of the camera to behind the camera and the production side of things? It was weird when, if you watch, you know, Channel 7, um, the pieces to camera, they're in every single story. And I used to not really be a fan of putting myself out there. I just wasn't like, nah, this doesn't need a piece to camera of me walking down the street, you know. So I started getting really excited sitting in the editing suite with the editor and picking the music and the sound, like the soundtrack and the, and the upsots and all that and just going... 
was more about the story and how it would grab me rather than how self-indulgent it might have been for me to show off my new blazer on the telly, you know. <laughs> so I just fell in love with more of the reaction of people feeling moved or touched by the story rather than it being about me and my sign-off and that kind of thing. So yeah. um, I would much rather produce a, a, a piece of television um, that doesn't have me in it, yeah. for sure. I feel the same way about events with it, all my career. People have always said, why don't you get up and MC and, you know, they, you do a few media pieces. Why don't you MC? Um, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to be the talent. I want to be the behind the scenes production person that makes the magic. So I feel I totally understand what you're totally. saying. But then you've seen me MC as well. And that's my other alter ego who just goes next level. <laughs> so there's a bit of both. I just let her out every now and then. Yeah, we will definitely get to that. <laughs> Does she have a name? I was just about to ask that. No, no. <laughs> no, she will we'll find one. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's Silver Lining and Co. really. So that's where the video stuff comes in. Obviously, there is still, um, yeah, copywriting, media training, just still trying to use the stuff that I learned at Whopper and also from Channel 7 and and helping other people with it as well. So media training is a massive one for me. Um, Just, you know, I've interviewed people for years and sometimes I wish I could just shake them and say, I wish I could help you so you could be so much better at this mm. for your own um, benefit. You know, not, it's not about what we can, you know, get from you. It's it's also your key messages. So it's been nice to, you know, flip that over and see it from their perspective as working in the media, but then helping CEOs and things like that as well deliver better to camera. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Super important. For players at home, what mm. classifies a video as long form? Um, or these days anything over six seconds, but I would yeah. say more than three, <laughs> more than three minutes. Yeah. Because people do, it's weird. Like I do a lot of videos that are um, between, say, six and twelve minutes, hmm. which is a, it's a, it's a long time. It's a lot of it's editing. Practically and, a short film. Yeah, um, and then from there, people will get you know a two minute or a one minute and ninety seconds, and it's it's growing. I think the bite size content is is still there, um, but people want to tell stories and have authentic engagement and and that long form story. Yeah. So that's. You still can cut it all up and turn it into little short little pieces. But it, unless you have the bones of such an awesome story and if you don't get bored for six minutes and go, oh, is, was that six minutes? Then I've done my job. Yeah, that's right. And if you're crying, even better. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate emotion. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, a, that's a Today Tonight journal in me. Oh, they <laughs> cried. Yes. Uh, um, a lot of our audience are event managers and we've got people that listen from all around the world and obviously social media is a huge part of events and just not just social media but just getting it out beyond the night um, and event videography is an amazing way to do that. So um, can you give us some tips on when speaking specifically about event videography what makes it engaging mm. and would we be looking at it from the shots that you get or the post editing work that you do? Totally. So this, um, I, I do event videography, but I'm looking at it from a completely different angle. You'll probably give a, you know, videographer a, a shot list and it will be logo out the front, flowers, people entering, VIPs, you know, all stage. that stuff. And I'm there like, yeah, it's very common. It's very traditional and you know how it's going to be pieced together. Um, I'm all about reactions, so like emotive things like someone grabbing someone's hand or someone touching the back of someone's head and like a side profile. So I'm all about um, the things that you can't put on a shot list. So Being in the moment. Yeah, 100%. We can all get the donuts coming out and and things like that, and I think that they're great to capture anyway. Um, But I would much rather have 
not missed a really, really awesome moment than someone, you know, pouring a glass of champagne with the fairy floss in it. We've just, we've seen it. So I'm all about making sure you've got, yeah, your eye on the game for that whole two hours, getting everything you possibly can, because those shots will never be cut from the edit because, um, you know, they won't be replaced with, with a logo or anything like that. So I'm all about capturing interaction, emotion, because there's emotion everywhere, even if it's like a, a, a club opening, you know, so mm. feet moving, um, hand holding, that sort of stuff is reactions slowed down with people's faces, just blinking is so powerful. Yeah. O- over food and wine and, you know what I mean, red carpet stuff. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's good, but it's just a little bit, we, we've seen it. So that's why I think it would take videos to the next level if you just incorporate a bit more of that in there. Mix that with a soundtrack. And different speeds of shots. We see too much of that slow, you know, that slowness that just doesn't go anywhere and is not matched to the music and it's like, where are we going? And then it ends and you're like, ah, okay. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. That was 60 seconds of 12 shots at five seconds each. Yeah. That's it. And so would you walk around with your cameraman and give them give him yep. like look at that over there oh don't miss this and yeah okay so totally. there's two of you yeah there's two of me and normally that, that I will play second camera I'm not a cameraman so I just have a very basic setup um so I wouldn't trust myself to shoot anything alone but I still capture some nice things just by myself but if he's around doing things I've got my eye as the producer going look there's you know a VIP is just coming in she started crying stop what you're doing I grab his back and off he goes. So I kind of like just force him wherever he needs to go. <laughs> yeah, People are crying, go over there, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's where a producer is just really, really valuable because if you've got a videographer running around, they just don't see things that are happening behind and a limo arriving, all of a sudden your VIP is in there and you're like, oh, shit, missed them, you know. So it's, I think it's really important to make sure you have um, someone else there. Second shooter. Or a se- yeah, second shooter for sure. And so how important is the brief? Because it sounds like no matter what the event manager writes, you're going to go and do your own thing. Yep. Or is it just more about the overall objective of that video after the event? It's so hard because you have a client, um, you might have a, an event or PR team who have hired me and how they envisage, envisage the video to look is so different to the client. And the client might see the video and go, no, we just wanted 60 seconds of our logo everywhere. It's like, okay, well, tell me that you know, because I've made you this beautiful, colourful piece that's got stuff that in shots that the everyday person will enjoy. That you're emotionally that you're attached emotionally to. attached to. But then you want me to replace that with a building and your logo and the door shutting and your business card. And it's like, okay, well, I need to know who the audience is from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that is the most important thing on the brief rather than the shots. So it's got to go on social media or LinkedIn. It's for our audience or an EDM. We want it to be focused on our branding. Just tell me that. No mm-hmm. worries. You yeah. know? And is it harder for you to produce a, a video that's shorter or longer? Is it um, hard to cram things into Instagram 60-second spaces? The hardest thing to do is do a video where they say um, just edit it for as long as you think it needs mm-hmm. and then they say, that's amazing, let's cut that in half. <laughs> and it's like someone's ripped my soul out. So um, it's a lot harder to do um, for me. It's, it's harder to do a short version. Yeah. But if you go in there going, I've got two minutes to tell the story, then the interview and all the shots, everything will be completely different. Mm. I don't think it's right to just go in there and say, let's capture everything and then see what we can formulate from it. It's better to have the end goal in mind. Yes. um, Because I'm not going to, the answers are going to be the difference between a five second grab or 
20 seconds. Yeah. I don't have time to let them breathe if it's two minutes. That probably answers your question a little bit, Mel, with you know the event managers having a really clear idea of how long they want the end product to be yeah. as well. Yeah, I um, not to minimise your craft at all, but when I'm creating Instagram reels, mm. which I'm <laughs> quite proud of, um, it's exactly that. I'm taking one second video all the time and that's it because I know when I'm going to edit it together, I don't want to go through 10 minutes of no, video totally. to get one second. So, yeah. I love your reels. You did one for me. I did. Podcast. Yeah, it's so good. I, I loved doing I loved them. It. It's wonderful. And look, I'm all about that short bite-sized content. Um and, and long form, I'm, I'm, I do a bit of both, you know. So I love I love reels. I'm only just getting into them now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finally catching fun. up. And it lets, <laughs> I think it lets everybody kind of participate in that storytelling, which leads us on to the next question. Why is storytelling so important when you oh. are creating a video? Video, yeah. See, I think, I think that it's just so much more than just – I can't even explain this. Video, just it just tells a story that, you know, uh, that, that words can't. You know, you, you can read stories and things like that, but it's just you can you can watch a video that has no uh, no one talking, um, just subtitles, and it's just pictures and music, and you can be completely touched in a, in a different way, and it and it it goes into your own story and how that affects you. So, mm. I think it's just an awesome medium. Whether it's I've creates I, I create videos for people who have um, who are about to pass on as like a memoir video, and then you've got event videos, and you've got brand videos, anniversary videos for businesses. So, and and they don't um, you don't you can't you don't lose them, you know. And then you can go back and and revisit them. So I just think it's just such a a powerful piece of media. Yeah. And when we've been talking about event videos, we have only been referring to videoing the event on the day, but mm. actually. I work at a charity and a really massive part of our on-the-day stuff is producing a really high-quality quali- moving video for our pledge moment or to get donations. And and that's always about a really strong storytelling message mm. about one of our clients and their journey and their background. And, yeah, it's so, so important. Totally. We, I do a lot of videos like that where my brief is we've got a conference or we've got a luncheon and we need everyone to have a wine and just give us all their money. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the children's hospital needs money for the new hospice they're building. I need you to create a video that's going to be played at their lunch. Cool. So, you know, just give it, you need to make people, you know, their heartstrings tug and it's mm. massive. So that's where the journalistic background sort of comes in where I say, okay, cool, I need a sick child. I need, you know, I'm pretty, let's get to the point. It's what I need. Um, that's how it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. I think that something as simple as um, camera angles, you know, up, sitting someone straight in the middle of frame and telling them to look down the barrel of the camera, the difference between that and then having two cameras where we're, you know, the side of the face with the mouth moving and one on the hands is the difference between, you know, someone adding a zero to their check, I think. Mm. And it sounds cynical, but all we're doing is telling the story and getting across, like you said, through video, which is a mu- much more moving medium the story of the service that we're providing or the project they need money for or you know how many children like this are we going to help with your money 100 percent. i worked with st john ambulance as well and they needed a video for to encourage people to um donate so that children in schools do can do first aid i I didn't realize that it wasn't a part of the curriculum you have to actually it's a fundraising thing so it was like, cool, I need to find a, a child who has saved someone's life using first aid at school. Find me that person. Great, done. And they, they had the engagement was incredible and met the budget requirement. That just gave me chills. 
<laughs> and we got there and I said, I need the triple zero call of the yeah, child on the oh call. Oh my gosh. So then all of a sudden you've got this reenactment of this kid doing CPR and you hear this one, two, three of an eight year old. Mm. And then you pull them in and they go, where did you, where'd you learn first aid? I learned it at school. And I was like, cool. I need to put him in a classroom. I need dinosaurs. I need everything behind. All of a sudden that's better than a living room, mm-hmm. mm. you know? And I just put a microphone on and I just go record and he doesn't know we're recording and just talk to him and he says the most amazing things. And he goes, all right, when are we starting? And I said, okay, cool, we're going to start now. We've already got it. <laughs> but all that stuff is just, you know, and they were like in tears and this is amazing. And that video was shared and that's what it's all about. Yeah. So Act- that's that's how you make something go viral. Yeah. And that's actually one of the – I've done previously a lot of gala balls. One of my favourite parts is actually not the managing, you know, the champagne toast or – the new entertainment it was creating that video with the production company because it's the hearing those stories is so rewarding I can understand why you do it and how cool is it when you're at the event and you everyone just stops for a second yeah and they're holding their champagne and they're looking at the screen Mm. that's when I just uh, that's when I start shooting people's eyes watching the screen so all of a sudden I'm like oh look at that people are crying they're touching each other's backs but yeah and that's like the video before the auction whenever I'm at the ball I'm watching going hmm not a fan of that one or I'm like picking it apart oh that was good I liked that you'd be like us going to events (laughs) other people's events just picking things apart you know (laughs) we're terrible guests and nothing kills me more than when they have such a beautifully produced video but the crowd doesn't shut up like I just want them to you know drop the house lights if they're really rowdy play some sort of rumbling in the background or you know get people's attention before it starts because it's such an important moment totally i think that you have a good it. mc for that too just to literally absolutely. shut people up i do that yeah you know yeah yeah absolutely so speaking of emceeing <laughs> last time you saw me i pulled my groin oh well and i think i filmed that in one of my reels oh, what? <laughs> uh, so look i love emceeing that's just my little spirit animal comes out so the, the the editor behind the scenes with all my screens is a little nerd by myself sometimes it needs to be released so I still MC and host events guest speaker for a few topics um and I'm also a funeral celebrant people don't know that about me really? so that's storytelling on another level hmm. wow yeah I could not hold it together because I, 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 I just I cry at anything. I'm really emotional. Even if I'm delivering really wonderful news to my one of my team members, I'll just start getting a bit teary. You're getting teary like, now. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's really bad. It, it actually it frustrates me all the time. I'm like, just stop it tomorrow. Anyway, um, how do you keep it together if you're doing that? I'm um I'm not too emotional when it comes to those things, and I. Once again, I get to go meet the family and I sit with them for a couple of hours and they give me all the nuts and bolts and then I create a story for them. And I think once again, it's another send off. It's just, it's not a glorified MC, but it's just another story. Mm. So I have the ability to just remove myself from that and know that that family can walk away going, that was awesome. That yeah, hour. beautiful tribute to their, See you their later. loved one's life. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. And so with MCing... From an event manager's point of view, what can we do to get the best out of our MC? Awesome. I love this. Um, Give us the notes, not on the day. (laughs) Yep. I'm all about people throwing me in, you know, the deep end saying, actually, the welcome to country is not happening this time, you know, all that, all about it. Like, it's, I get that things change, Mm. Um, but I love a schedule early. (laughs) Um, I love freedom on it. So just dot points. Yes. Rather than Word document, 2,000 words of just 
Like Oh, that is the worst. It's the worst when you go to events and you can just see you can the tell. crowd waning because the MC is holding up this script that you know is going to take another three minutes to read out and the crowd is just checked out. The difference between – the MC has such an important role from the minute, like – you know, I I just, I'm not going to put anyone down, but like, you can just go, oh, you're not the right person for this. Mm. And as soon as they start talking, everyone switches off and they just, they're more interested in the wine and, you know, so picking a good MC um, is, there's not many in Perth that do it really epically. Who who would you, who would be one of your top tips? Oh, top, top people. It depends what the, um, what the style of event is. Yeah. You wouldn't put, you know, certain people doing certain balls um you need personality um so it's nice to see an MC come on who if they're on television or they're a sporting person they don't need to hang on just that one role let that let the personality come through you know that I do that probably a bit too much no Um, it's fantastic and that's one of the good things about some of those um MCs that are in the media they do you do see their alter egos I remember when um Nathan from Nathan, Nat and Sean came on at a private event or not like at a event and his potty mouth came out and he was so like he's funny on radio but he was so funny in person I was just absolutely wetting my pants it's <laughs> nice that you can walk away and go oh Nathan was awesome he was nothing like how he is here and it was lovely blah 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 blah. you know yeah. I'd hire him again because you want to hire someone who is professional but also has a bit of personality yeah. In there as well. And he was a bit of an obvious choice because he's already funny and then he just got funnier. But if you've got someone who's really straight on the news and then they come into the room and they show that quirky side, it's, yeah, it's Some great. people want an MC as well who just has that authority. So if you're going to get Angela Sun or, or Basil mm-hmm. Zemplis, it has nothing to do with the delivery. Sometimes it's just the, the, the name that's attached. And I, and I get that. Um, but it's also nice when you have MCs that are, that are affiliated with whatever the event is or they have a personal affiliation to it Mm. so that it comes out authentically um i like being able to add personal stories to things so if it's a women's day event i'll put personal story happiness guy used to work there um yeah mental health some things i don't accept because it's got nothing to do with me you know and unless it's um a a conference or something like that i'll do it Mm. but there are some things that i say no it's actually probably not up my alley can i recommend someone else when you did the happiness co gala that we went to was it earlier this year it was november Right. Um, you, you'd you had quite a, your own personal things going on that day and then you had to get on and put on your mask and, and be your alter ego. Shall we call her Fun Cassie? <laughs> Do you mind sharing? Of course, totally. I mean, I've been going through IVF or trying to make a baby for two years, IVF for a year. So managing a business and doing MC work while you're going through that has been um, very, very challenging. I've had to put shoots off or go and inject in the toilet and come back and then be like, all right, we're good to go, that we found out that morning that we're basically miscarrying the day before. So I was there with my sequin jumpsuit on with a bloated belly, um, drinking alcohol because I was like, let's go. I said to um, the team, I said, I'm probably going to be a bit loose tonight. And they said, perfect time for you to do this. Let's get Ross Warman to be the um, straighty 180 keep to the script dude. You just go, just be you. And yeah. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I think they regretted that. No, I was just so, I was so, I was happy. I was emotional, um, still tr- still professional, but just let myself just have a good time. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, it was. It's just so so hard to put on a brave face when that that's what's happening twenty four hours earlier at a mental imagine. health ball mm. when you're feeling rubbish, um, and and that was obviously just a donated. I'm not getting paid. I'm I'm just doing that. You know, I could have just gone. Actually, I'm not feeling well. You know, yeah, I don't do that, but. No one would have known. I certainly didn't know on the night. And that was a really tricky room as well. It was, it was a huge room that was spread out long and it was stand-up cocktails. So controlling a crowd um, when they're so spread out, there's so many things to look at. People were very chatty. Mm. How did you approach that? Um, look, I was pretty aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, had a, I had some feedback from, um, I guess, that, that one of the speakers who got on stage who had never spoken before and shared his mental health journey ever. He was nervous. He got, I think, a minute in and I was like, this guy's about to talk about wanting to take his own life, so let's shut the room up. So I told him to stop and start again. And the message I got from him, because he was like, thank you for doing that. I didn't want to talk and then all of a sudden I was like, this is even harder with people talking. Mm. So I said, no, you know, let's just all shut up. Um, so I was just very assertive. I took on the character of being the assertive, loud, um, let's not stick to the – you know, people knew when I got up there, okay, Cassie's going to probably swear right now. She's <laughs> going to tell us to drink more and get a bit pissy and start dancing. We know what to expect from her. So I just kind of – I'm consistent <laughs> the whole time. Um yeah, it that was a hard room, but I had a lot of feedback. I think I think um, someone said you were the highlight of my night, and I was like, great. Uh, you have MC regret sometimes because the next day I woke up and I was like, I don't feel <laughs> not not proud of that. Like that wouldn't be on my show reel. But, but <laughs> there was a few sequins stuck to the dance floor yeah. as well. I think from your outfit, <laughs> Did the splits. You know, it was all for the people. The worm. Did the worm? Yeah, it was just you know. Now my belly was just it was flat, so I was like, let's go, let's just do everything I haven't been able to do for a month. Um, but I had a lot of lovely feedback and there's going to be people who, who think it was probably a little bit over the top and I do swear a bit. But hey, it's, as soon as I get the messages saying that was awesome, that just negates any negativity I have. Mm, so Absolutely. And I wouldn't be doing that at a, at a, a mining function or <laughs> yeah. not unless I ask for it. What do you think, what would be a tip for um, if you are in a much more controlled room, say it's a black tie ball and you've got people sit down, sitting down at 10-seater tables and they are talking. I've seen a range of ways that MCs try to control the crowd what what would be your number one method I would um I actually do not like icebreakers but um integrating that they obviously want to get involved because they're talking so I actually emphasize that I go all right everyone's going to talk cool so I need you all to swap tables swap seats for a second so the whole room changes seats now don't don't, don't take your bag so I actually make people uncomfortable. You want to talk? I'd go talk to a stranger for a second for me. So I give them an exercise that involves talking to a stranger in a different seat. Now they're uncomfortable because their wife's over at another table <laughs> and their bag's over there. And it's like, cool, so you've done that. I'm just going to give you a quick intro and then you can go back to your seat and everyone shuts up. Yeah, brilliant. Because <laughs> they're stuck in, a, in their seat and their drinks over oh, well, What do I do? Get that out of your system and then I'll do a, a you know an intro and then you can go back and then they wander back. And they nice. don't talk again. with the tail between the legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you want to talk. I love okay. it. <laughs> Go talk to someone on another table of an odd number, and I want you to speak to someone that you've never met. Introduce yourself and talk about whatever. Yeah, and they do. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love it. Make them uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> and let them talk because that's obviously what they want to do. So mm -hmm. that works. Some people don't move, and then I come down. I like a handheld, and I come down. <laughs> And I sit with them. And where are you going? You're going to move, or so I can then see you doing that. And they're like, "Oh, sh yeah, <laughs> she's right here now." <laughs> so then you stamp your your authority, not in a in a you know domineering way, but 
But then from then you know that that chick's getting up on stage and she's going to make us do something again. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So what 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 would you tell event managers uh, to ask or think about before approaching or booking an MC? To ask the MC or to yeah ask or consider if they're looking to book an MC. Is it? It's obviously the tone of the event. How rowdy you think the crowd are going to be? Have you seen them before? Yeah, is awesome. If you've seen them in action, I don't know if you if you would hire someone that you haven't seen because someone else's opinion of them, they're great, can be completely different for you guys. So that's true. I was in a boardroom the other day presenting to a client an upcoming event, and you know had twenty two men. <laughs> staring at me and they were so straight-faced with the whole presentation. I got to the MC and they all got really animated and really opinionated on who – because I pitched three – on who they liked and the room was completely split. It was really tricky. Interesting. So I've just taken all three of those out and I'm giving them another. <laughs> <laughs> I've had um, – I've had been asked to do MC this – is, this is totally off the topic but um, – it's also once again what the the guests um, may need. I've had to be, I've had to MC events where the um, how do I say this the client has has said that it's a room full of men and footy boys. So play on your um, basically be a bit be a bit slutty, oh. like play on that because that's going to be engaging. So it's like, and I said, no worries. I'll wear a really short skirt. I was joking. Yeah. And they, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, wow. That's what it's come to. So sometimes it's down to what the client actually needs to get out of the the stakeholders, mm-hmm. so to speak. So yeah. that's um, yeah. It's full but on. We're hey. in a very politically, well, not politically correct, but we're moving in the right direction now with less objectification of women. So, yeah, and as an event manager, if I got that kind of direction, I'd be like, Yes, but let's kind of try it. Let's keep it classy. We can have a few jokes in there, but let's still totally not objectify the woman. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I think that if you've worked with an MC before, it's always great to um, to get them again for the same event, so that they they have a bit of an affiliation with with that, or become a bit of an identity, or they attach themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think what's the ball at like forty under forty? You always see Tracy Vole, and you know who's going to be there. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about that attaching yourself and because why wouldn't you re-invite someone back if they did a great job yes um you don't you're changing the the setting and the theme you don't have to change the mc yeah and they're potentially building relationships with not only the event managers which is amazing but with the client and totally the people in the room yep. yeah and that's it's their livelihood as well it's um mc work can come in every single week and then they can be nothing for a month you know um are you busy at the moment yeah, yeah. Perth is just booming in the events. It's scene ridiculous. At the I had one great MC gig the other week. They're all so different. That's what I love about it. It's um, you never know what what you're going to get, and I'm and I make friends with people and connections, and never get nervous. Um, it's awesome. Wow. Yeah. You never get nervous. No. I got nervous coming into the podcast today. Same. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Other things make me nervous. Needles. There we go. Injections <laughs> make me nervous. I'd rather yeah, I'd rather speak on stage naked than inject do a needle or wow. get a blood test good to know good to know <laughs> so, so at your next event yeah take my clothes off week. <laughs> that comes at an listening. extra rate i know <laughs> um yeah i might tell one of my clients that yeah. <laughs> um no but yeah but back on the um i hope i didn't put anyone off but back on that whole thing that we are getting better with with diversity sexism and all that sort of stuff but mm. it is it does still pop up they're like they want someone who's either been on television, looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, we're still a little bit 
there. Yeah. Um, star power plays a lot of that as well. People really do want to come into the room and be up close and personal with someone they've seen on TV because if you've been on TV, you're better than everyone else. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about that. I don't know either. I mean, I think I'm wondering where my coattails are going to, you know, disappear because I left t- today tonight three years ago. So I'm focusing now on shifting my identity to being Cassie Silver, Silver Lining podcast host, someone completely different. Yeah. And now I'm getting the gigs that are Fertility Awareness Week event, Mental Health Week event, you know, that sort of stuff, which has mm, nothing yeah. to do with Channel 7, Cassie. So that's, yeah. that's good. That's tapping into your own story, mm. which is fantastic. Story again. Yes. Mm. So back to video, Cassie. What makes a video go viral? Mm. And I know it's the million-dollar question mm. everybody wants and nobody wants the client to say, I want to go viral. Yeah. <laughs> um, qu- quality is a big one. Um, I look, I'm all about mobile phone stuff, but quality is the difference between someone just going, oh, this is a little bit meh. Um, I'll keep watching if it's shot correctly and everyone can do that these days you, even the camera phone on your phone are, are fine just shoot it the right way don't be jolting with it or get a tripod and put a, a ring light easy that's quality I'm talking that that's that's quality over you know a crappy video but for me authenticity in videos is massive so I try not to stage anything off the cuff moments that you think um are not going to be you know good enough to make 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 a cut always are so I try not to stage too much or even if it's an event video, um, I don't say, can the waiter come stand over here and we're going to follow you in with the tray of champagne and then I want you to look behind and laugh. It's not going to, it's not authentic, you know. Yeah. The person who comes and grabs two glasses and drinks from both at the same time will. (laughs) And that was authentic and that just happened. you? You know. (laughs) Did you see that video? (laughs) So I'm all about um, just keeping your wits about you, whether it's an event or it's a branding video and recording everything, rolling on everything, trying not to to script too much and stage too much. So that's why shot lists are are awesome, Um, but they're a loose guy. They're a little bit of a, this is just a a hit list and I'm going to try and get something even better than that. Mm -hmm. So keep your eye out for, for you know, human connection or just awesome moments that you can't script or plan for. And that's authentic content. Um, is when you share it and you save it and you want to keep it until your partner comes home because you go, look how cool this is. Yeah. And I want to see your reaction. I didn't didn't send it to you or tag it to you. I want to see what you think. That's What about when you're adding the music in? How do you choose that? So I work with um, a guy called Tim from MDS Audio and we um, 80% of our videos are custom soundtracks. So we will sit in his studio with a piano and I'll find some beats and we will create oh, a custom wow. soundtrack. So not, yeah, 80% of the time you'll never hear the same song again. That's And unreal. that is your song. Yeah, so that's definitely authentic. That's mm. created for you. Mm. Like Trinity College, they wanted a video for their um, yeah, school video, just a promo. And we're like, okay, well, let's go, let's record the choir, record the choir. It's got, it's got some or- orchestral background, sat there with him and he's got a keyboard and he's like, let's put some symbols now. So we just build the soundtrack and they get it. And then now that's the beginning of their school assembly. They've got the song. It's it's in their, on their website, you know. Wow. So I prefer to not just go to stock music because you've heard it all before, you know, mm. all that synthesised. You've heard it. <laughs> we know where it's going to get. Oh, it's going to end now. Ah, oh, there's the logo, you know. Yeah. So I prefer to edit something together and then um, find a song to um, 
you know, because if you look at a video that goes for six minutes, how am I going to find a soundtrack that's going to fit that? Mm. It has to be customised. So a short 60-second video, I can get um, some some stock beats and percussion and then we'll create the um, the embellishments. Yeah. Wow, Cass, you're mm. multifaceted. Mm. Very multi-talented. <laughs> Something different. Oh, I can't um, do math, so... <laughs> Don't ask me to count ever. I hope everyone's paying you. <laughs> yeah, look at that. What's GST again? Ten percent. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocking at maths. Failed TE maths dismally. That's so. all right. You're no good at other stuff. You're good at all the other stuff by the sounds of it. Now we like to finish by asking all of our guests uh, this question: What has been your most memorable moment at an event? I'll tell you first. So the, the best event I've ever been to was the opening of H and M in the city. Mm. Do tell. Really mm. brilliant event. What um, made it so cool? It was intimate. You know how people get, you get invited to events and there's a hundred people there mm-hmm. and you know who's gonna be there. The personality A, B and C list, you mm-hmm. just know who's gonna you know, who made the cut. This was I reckon about fifty people. Shopping spree. Oh, yeah, okay, hundred listening. <laughs> hundred dollar gift card. Oh. Great. People love free stuff. Yep. You know? Yep. You look at the invitation and you go, Does that include a partner and free stuff? You know, let's be honest. <laughs> so it, what else? Is that? hundred dollar so gift card. That made Then a card. No, then we got into, we all got uh, limos, 10 people per limo, taken to Wildflower for dinner. Wow. Where you got put your new outfit on and what? you sat down and had a five course degustation. So they got what? you to buy something to wear to the next venue. Yeah, you could put it. You, well, lots of us got changed because we're so pumped with our new stuff. <laughs> Way, so what a great publicity stunt! To brilliant. Then you've got photos in your new skirt. Exactly. Standing at the front of H and M, you have a meal. I don't know how the where the food came into it, but got to eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was shopping and dinner midweek. Clever. And wildflower, and no wildflower. less. Obviously would have cost a fortune. Wow. But I'll never forget that because it was, you get into a car and it's like, where are we going? So we didn't really know where we were going. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the freedom of not having to leave your car somewhere in a park and, you know, so you just honestly just felt really like, ooh, you know? Hollywood. Yeah. So that was probably the best event I've been to. Well, Cass, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio with us. And, you know, this is only our second podcast for 2021 and we are starting with some quality, quality guests. So thank you for taking the time to chat to us and impart all your knowledge for our little budding event managers who are out there. And where can we find you? Awesome. So silverliningandco.com is my website and then Silver Lining Co. on um, Instagram, and then Cassie Silver on Instagram. I'm always on my phone, so <laughs> email me if you need anything. And it's weird, I, I gr- my service um, arms grow every couple of months, so if there's something that you think you want to you know, get me to do, I'll probably end up doing it. So <laughs> who knows? Except How long's maths. a piece of string? Maths. Yeah. I won't do <laughs> no, maths. No calculations. <laughs> no calculations. No. So, yeah, hit me up all about it. And, look, the podcast for me, anyone going through IVF, Injecting to, to be expecting anyone on the fertility journey. That's my little passion side project at the moment. So yeah, amazing! I can't wait to sink my teeth into that mm. one. Awesome. Thanks so cool. much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.